0: Hello and welcome to the summer series of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Happy New Year and I hope you're spending your time doing things you love with people you love. The summer series is where I've been selecting past episodes from the podcast vault that I think you'll love if you're a newer listener to the podcast. And if you've been listening over the years, then I know these are episodes that you'll enjoy revisiting. In earlier Summer Series episodes, we had the chat with Angela Lockwood about switching off and being connected to our kids, and my chat with Tom Glafke about the simplicity of an extraordinary life and the connection between aliveness and struggle. This week, I bring you a great conversation with Anthony Ongaro. Anthony is behind the website Break the Twitch, and I wanted to include this episode. As Anthony had a lot of twitches in his life, little things that he'd do, and by themselves didn't add up to much, but over time, and collectively, they did. You see, Anthony used to simply purchase, with one click, small, under $30 items, from Amazon. Amazon has just launched in Australia, and I hope we can learn from this episode and the mistakes Anthony made so we don't do them ourselves. Mindlessly purchasing items we don't really need. Anthony and I also chat about your ideal or perfect day and what it might look like and how it aligns with your values. I think any time of year is the right time to think about your values and to consider if how you're spending your days aligns with them. But as it is a fresh new year, now is even a better time. How do you want to spend your days in 2018? What does your perfect day look like? Who are you spending it with? What are you working on? What changes can you make to your life so your days are more aligned to your perfect day? I hope you enjoy this summer series conversation with Anthony Ongaro. G'day, Anthony. How are you going?
1: Hey, it's going well. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thanks, mate. Very well indeed. Now, it was my lovely other half, my wife, Inga, who first brought you to my attention through your website, Break the Twitch, um, when we were back in Australia before we embarked on our little adventure attempting to house it our way through North America this year. And what I love is how you seem to break down. Your topics and your lessons through your writing and and more so through your videos. Can you tell me why you started your website, Break the Twitch, and what you mean by that phrase?
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on, and and it's a pleasure that um, that you found me, and and I'm so glad that we connected. You know, Break the Twitch has been a very interesting project for me, almost an experiment in personal accountability and exploring my own journey through writing and forcing myself to really think about it regularly. So it's been this awesome project. And Break the Twitch, in general, the name came about after... Well, specifically, it was after a particularly heavy couple of years using Amazon.com. So. It was a lot of one-click purchases to where I finally pulled a a kind of a tally or a total of four years of my Amazon spending. And I had always been wondering why I never seemed, you know, I was just always chasing the credit card bill at the end of the month. I never, you know, I I never really managed to go into a significant amount of debt, but it was just every month it was just kind of like just scraping and chasing those credit credit cards every month. And that was just this kind of endless cycle. And I kind of, you know, I love traveling. I, I've had some great opportunities to do it throughout my life. And I just wondered as, okay, I have a pretty decent job and I'm an adult. And why am I not able to do this as much? Uh, and this is this thing that I love. And so looking at that number of four years of total history of my spending, I, I looked at it and, and that's where it was. I mean, there were, you know, eight to ten international plane tickets, round trips worth of spending just on these small twenty, thirty dollar accessories and parts and gadgets and things mm. that largely I didn't even remember. So, you know, this essentially this life I, I really wanted to be living was was being Twitched away because because it was like a finger just twitch. You you weren't even thinking about it. Do I really want this? Is this necessary? Am I spending the money in the good way? It was just click, don't think about it. Two days later you get an exciting package on your front porch and there it was. So that's where break the twitch ended up coming from.
0: Wow. And it's it's funny when you when you break it down like that and it's like, well, here is here's all the money that I have been spending. And as you said, it was a, you know, around the world trip potentially just in a couple of $30 purchases.
1: Correct. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wow. And you mentioned there about personal accountability. What have you you learned about that?
1: Ooh, that's that's a, a great question. So it's very interesting having a bit of an audience and and having people that are getting your emails every every time you post or or every time you send out a newsletter every month and it's kind of incredible because it it's it's a level of accountability when you sort of put yourself out into the public and you put yourself out to show what you're doing to talk about concepts and things you're working on especially in the sense of personal habits, I mean, that is really, can be really challenging because I'm definitely not perfect in any way, shape or form. And so I struggle just as much as anyone else to do this. I mean, it's why I'm doing it. Right. And I think that's part of the the battle. It's, I'm doing this kind of public thing so that I can help myself as well. And I don't ever claim to be a master at anything, but, but it, it, uh, definitely helps with the the public accountability. And so it's a little bit scary all the time. And it's helpful. And it makes me think more about the kinds of things I'm putting out and, and how I'm living my own life. So I, I recently actually started a daily video project where I'm trying to make one video every day about some aspect of my life and trying to make it entertaining. So that's been a whole new level of of just thinking about my day and and looking at the world in a way of huh this is kind of interesting or maybe people would like to watch this and and it's a small project but it's it's just added another layer of that accountability
0: and and with that do you think that you are doing things differently in your day so you can capture something that is interesting or is it more looking at what you already have been doing and, and kind of telling that story in a different way?
1: It started out as the latter. So it, it started out where the first seven... I'm, I'm about 11 days into this right now. So it started out where the first seven days or so, I was just doing the things I would normally do and then filming it from interesting angles and then using creative editing to kind of tell the story of my day and and who I was connecting with and the things that I was doing. And I don't know that that makes for particularly good content for people. Um, If someone knew me personally and they wanted to catch up with me every day for three minutes and kind of just spend that three minutes digitally seeing what I was doing, like my parents watch it, obviously, (laughs) um, it would be great. But essentially, about two two or three days ago, I went in a bounce house with these two kids, (laughs) there was a party on our block and it was this national night out thing. And, and so one of the, the block parties had a bounce house and I just couldn't help but think I, I went, I would never be so ridiculous to, to ask this random person, Hey, can I go in your bounce house? That's amazing. And, and it was because I was holding the camera and I thought, Oh my gosh, this would make funny vlog material if I go in this bounce house and jump around and these kids are like cracking up and, and you know, and, and so that was the first time that I went, hey, this would be interesting. And I had a blast. It was actually amazing. And it seems so simple, right? But I know that I would not have pushed myself to ask to do that and to connect with those people had I not been doing a daily video. And so therein lies the question am I living a better life because I'm thinking about creating content for other people and thinking about what would be interesting and fun? Or, you know, I think a lot of people perceive this project as, well, aren't you just looking through the lens of a camera? You're constantly worrying about what to record. And I worried about that at first and and it's, it's really not happening that way. It's, it's quite interesting.
0: Yeah, no, that's really interesting and, and really fun. And I'm a massive believer that if you have the opportunity, to be a kid again even if <laughs> even if only for a small moment you have to take it but um i also i also love what did you call it a bounce house a bounce house yeah, yeah. in australia we call them jumping castles oh funny <laughs> but i quite like bounce house <laughs> yeah yeah
1: that's hilarious
0: and you know kind of going back to these these habits and these twitches what were some of the key twitches that you broke that kind of really helped you to, to live more intentionally or, or that had that, the, the biggest impact on your life?
1: It's definitely the different breaking, um, I would say, have come in different stages. So one of the initial journeys that, that we had in terms of this that we are constantly on, I, I do, I truly believe that once you start an intention and you are working to establish a habit, it's a lifelong pursuit it's um it's uh do something every day that you care about and and continue that forever because you kind of build this ideal day of, of being healthy and, and active and doing things that that matter to you and you would just never want to stop doing that so so essentially the first major change was a complete shopping ban on amazon so that was just my particularly particular drug of choice, right? Amazon. So Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with Amazon. I I say this all the time. This is an important point that Amazon is a tool. Facebook is a tool. Um, All the things we use in our lives are are tools except for people, right? (laughs) People are the exception. And, And a tool is not inherently good or bad. It simply is. It is a resource and you can use it however you wish. So... Amazon was my particular drug of choice. And so I was, you know, one click purchasing stuff every other day, basically. It was kind of this habit that just went on for, for you. You want something and you instantly get it. Um, if you have just like even the basic means to, to just be churning that kind of stuff. So 90 day shopping ban on Amazon. And that helped shift the mindset. Then I attended an event called Simple Rev in 2014. And that event opened my eyes to minimalism, simple living, and understanding the framework for this these feelings I was having in terms of, oh my gosh, I'm not living a life aligned with my values right now. You know, I, I want to have these experiences and I'm sweeping the rug out from under myself. Mm. So so it, it started with Amazon, then it became a decluttering project. And I would say we lived very Comfortably, in terms of the amount of stuff we had, clutter wasn't overwhelming in any sense but but, oh wow, did it get better when we started decluttering we We played men's game and and that is where you do one item on the first day, two items on the second day, three items on the third, and then you take a bunch of stuff to donate at the end of the month and so we did that a few times and and things just really start started getting. Great, and so that helped with the habit of sort of this idea of just having a space that you could just put anything in right and and not worrying about that and I still don't worry about it, but at least it helps me want to maintain the life and the, the, the house feel that we have currently and I wouldn't say that it's ultra minimalist either, but i I will say that we have gotten to the point where we don't stress or worry about stuff anymore. Mm. So that's been a good, a good balance to achieve. And that's just kind of a, you know, you constantly kind of do little adjustments and things when it feels right. But so I don't know that that's a habit necessarily, but that was definitely a life shift that created a lot of space. Um, you know, we don't shop and buy clothes anymore. We we just don't do a lot of the things that, that we used to do when we were both working in full-time jobs and making a decent amount of money. So that shift helped a lot in order to open up our lives to make the changes that we've made in the last year or two. For both of us, we we've become freelancers and and um, and entrepreneurs, and we're doing this stuff. And and although it's not, you know, we're not raking in the money here, we definitely could not have been doing this had we not made these intentional changes. So not not to go off the rails there a little bit, but the results of, of a lot of this stuff have been very positive. In terms of, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, like, I 100% agree with you with that, creating the space and kind of being able to fill it with things that you, you enjoy and that you love. And Ingra and I both started down this journey doing the Mins game as well. And whenever we talk about it, it we, we both create this, um, we're both so passionate about it because it really has helped us in so many ways. Um, you touched on there about wanting to maintain. Is there a, a tipping point or, or a part of the journey where it, it all kind of kicks in and you want to keep on doing it?
1: I think so. It, 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 for, the hum- you know, for, for our minds in general, I think human minds, we need to see how the benefit outweighs the effort it takes to get there. And the problem is, well, okay, so the good thing about decluttering is that usually you start to feel the excitement um, when you take that first bag to the donate store. It might feel for a lot of people I talk to, it's like it feels freeing, it feels light. You're, you know, unloading your 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 stuff that that you just don't use that's just sitting around and i see all that stuff and it's a little um maybe a little new agey but i i truly believe that there is potential energy in in everything around us i i believe that that potential energy is just sitting when we have it in a thing and that that potential energy might be called money as well it might be called just space and time but but our energy, space, and time, once we've spent it on a thing and regularly spend it on a thing that we have that we don't necessarily need, it, it becomes freed. We, we release it from that thing as soon as we let it go. And that energy, that, it becomes kinetic and it, it becomes possibility. And, and I really think that that is what we need to see in order to keep the trend going. Now, there also is kind of this thing that I've seen recently to the contrary, where people are kind of obsessing about decluttering or obsessing about minimalism. And, and there's whole forums of people that, that post things like, hi guys, do you think what, what would be the best minimalist wallet? Would it, you know, I, you know, I want to make sure that it fits with my aesthetic and, and, there's a whole, I call it retail minimalism. Mm. And it's, it's like a whole industry now that's popping up. And really, if you think about it, it's just good design. It's well, it's well-designed things under the, the title. They're calling it a minimalist coffee table or a, a minimalist bench or whatever. Right. So I think it's really important to be careful that, we get to a point and and kind of feel that balance but don't continue because if you continue then it becomes this perception that you see on a lot of blogs of this perfect whitewashed walls and huge sunny windows and a perfectly white bedspread and the perfectly placed teacup and and it just becomes another ideal for us to be insecure about which completely defeats the purpose.
0: Mm. 100% like I think that's someone who is probably hasn't taken the essence out of- minimalism where it's more a, f- a fad or things like that. For me, I found that you know when you talk about that kinetic energy and things like that i I know that that's probably something that Inga felt a lot more, and that really helped with her anxiety, where for me, I was always go go, go 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 go, go go. And actually, pairing things down in a system—one one day to the next day three—it that actually gave me time to think, which often isn't something that I would necessarily do. Now, I, I don't want to say that I, I don't think, but I'm 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 definitely not an introvert, you know. And and it actually gave me that space to think about certain things, which was really beneficial for me.
1: That's, that's fantastic. I I relate to your sentiment with that, that I'm definitely an extrovert as well. And I tend to be very, it's it's funny because a lot of people say you just need to let go, let go of your worry. And I really don't worry. Mm. And I know that that's a blessing and a curse. Right. Um, and so yes, that, that, opportunity to every day think about the things that you're touching, the things that you are getting rid of, I found that hugely helpful as well in addition to one odd thing that I did not expect, which was when I started with one thing, it was easy because it was just one thing in a household full of stuff, and then two, three, four things, and as we got into the higher numbers, so mid-month at 14, 15, I noticed something happening. And it was the fact that I was actually feeling more confident in my decision-making ability. Mm-hmm. So at first, it was kind of like it was easy. But then by the time you're having to get rid of, you know, 7, 10, 15 things, you really have to be able to make some quick decisions about if you're going to want something. And that's a skill that you build up over time. And it really helped doing Mins game. It really helped because that, that came through.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting you talk about worry and I'm not a huge worrier either but when, like with living intentionally and we're more deliberate in our actions and often we do it so we can live for the now, we can do things that we love, we can cut out the mindless excess in our lives and to ultimately live immediately and a lot of that is about being present with what we're doing when we multitask, when we try to do more than one thing at once, which we, we all know doesn't work, it's it's similar to kind of living now whilst also trying to live for our future self where I feel that that's where a lot of the worry comes around. And, and I know that I where I don't worry, there is part of me going, okay, well, how can I improve myself now to better my my future self, which kind of goes against the grain of living for the now, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Sure. Do you have any practices or, or habits that you have in place that allow you to be living in the presence while still improving your future self? And I know how ridiculous that question yeah, sounds, yeah. but it's more about finding that equilibrium of... The present and the future?
1: Yes. <laughs> That's a, it's a, it is a very interesting point and a, and a great question. And I think for every person, this is different in, in terms of this. I had a great conversation with uh, my friend Jeff Sandquist, who you know as well, mm-hmm. um, of Intentionally Wandering. And he we had this conversation where I'm on one end of the spectrum where I need to work hard to to think about the future and think about what are the ways that I can implement daily action to to progress in the things that matter to me and, and my wife and, and and kind of focus on that. Because I really am in the moment, if I didn't have to worry about making money or if I didn't have to think about making money and that kind of stuff, I would just be living day to day and just kind of doing the things that that mattered, right? But you have to kind of worry about I say worry. I I mean, you just kind of have to think about okay, so how are we going to build this business and continue doing that? And that's all kind of future stuff. So, in terms of daily practices, I try to do a lot of the same things every day as much as possible. And sometimes I succeed at that, and sometimes I fail at that. But, kind of the the contrasting things sorry, I didn't finish that point was that. Some people need to worry, like me, some people need to add structure, and they need to hold on to the rigidity of practices that will help them live a better life. And and then the flip side of that is some people need to have a daily practice of sitting and letting go and and learning to be present. So we're all different, and we all have different needs along those ways. So So for someone that is more towards my side of the spectrum, uh, having a daily practice of of reading twenty pages every day and and spending time going through and, and so making a video every day is now a daily practice that I have and I think for anyone meditating is really important or praying or whatever your your preference in terms of sitting and being and, and thinking positively and affirming Affirming our existence is, is think, is really important. Mm. So those are just some. I, that wasn't very specific, I know, but it, it tends to, you know, I try to get out and walk at least every day, and and for the last fourteen days, I haven't been eating desserts, and and it's been going really well. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's um, it varies, but I try to stay consistent on those core those core ones.
0: Yeah. Now that's cool, man. And I. I... Similar to you, there is a, an element of structure that I need. I know that my body works better with a little bit of structure, and often that is maybe just the first hour, like I get up before everybody so I can do a little bit of exercise, I can go for a walk, I can meditate, because I know once um, the household is awake, my free time evaporates. Right. But, mm. um, just changing uh, topics a little bit here. And you did mention it earlier about early this year, you leaving your job um, to become a full-time entrepreneur, to uh, enter into the the world of self-employment. Firstly, congratulations on that. Thank you very much. I remember reading the article that you posted about it, and I read it with a smile. I was genuinely so happy for you. And at that stage, we didn't know each other. And I think one of the main reasons why I was so happy for you was the way that you went about it. You didn't necessarily have this side project that finally generated enough money to replace your wage. You redesigned your life over two years to be able to take that important step. Can you explain what you did over those two years, how you put design filters into your life, as you call them, and and was self employment one of the end goals?
1: Oh well, that's um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, a great question. I think I've had oh boy. Uh, so I think that I've always had entrepreneurship tendencies. I'll put it that way, and so. I do believe that, that self-employment probably was the end goal of, of this vision for kind of working on all this, this stuff. But in terms of the, in terms of the, the filters, the, the things that, that we worked on, I mean, we had to, both my wife, Amy and, and I both had to think about things in terms of, of what would get us closer to this and what would push us farther away? And so, some of the things that we did were when we, I mean, even earlier, so even three years earlier, when we, when we bought our home, you know, we bought much less home than we could have afforded at the time. We bought a home in the city where we have public transit, and I was two miles from my, my job at the time. And that enabled me to bike to work. So for the last, actually, since we've been married, so four years, uh, we've only had one car. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, and that car has almost paid off, you know, within the next year. And, and so a lot of those, those decisions, they might seem small in terms of where to live, uh, in terms of circumstance. But each of those decisions, I, I believe, truly adds up over time. Um, especially adjusting to only having one car and, and learning how to work together. And now that we're both, uh, work from home kind of, you know, doing this sort of business right now, it's been working out even better just because we tend to have more flexibility with how we plan our, our weeks. So sort of those things. And and as you mentioned, the decision filter being, okay, here are the things that, I have it in this vision for what I want my life to be. It's like, I want location independence or let's call it location flexibility because Mm we, we love our home and and we really want to be in Minneapolis most of the time. It's a, it's a wonderful place and we have great friends here and, but we want to be able to go somewhere for a month and actually experience a place and be more like a local as opposed to having to do the, the rapid fire tour. Mm -hmm. So that was something. and, And so the filters were, is this purchase, if we buy something, is this purchase going to create additional financial requirements down the road? Or is this something that is going to allow me to practice a craft like like filmmaking that will potentially allow me to generate income down the road? Is this going to allow us to to do this thing better or worse, right? And, and having those kinds of filters definitely helped it, it It helped with my Amazon thing, and it helped with the whole project overall, I think. Um, just kind of focusing on the, the the outline, which is why I think having a vision is so important. So those are a few of the things that we did, but it really was, you're absolutely right that I even wrote about it publicly saying like, I've barely made any money with Break the Twitch." I think it was really important to have that blog in place and to, to have had some, some traction with it. But yeah, I, I it was not a situation where I was leaving a four or five thousand dollar a month job and taking a six thousand dollar a month entrepreneurship blog on, right? So, yeah, it really was. We 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 adjusted our lifestyle in a way that that made this possible
0: because it's something that I've been kind of thinking about a lot lately and it's the you know what do we really want and and we feel like we have all of these things in our life but if you you ask people what they really want often it kind of boils down to well I want to spend more time with my family and I want to relax a little bit more and all this kind of thing well it's like well if that's really what you want then where are you spending your time where are you spending your money maybe you don't need as much money if you take other elements out of your life mm-hmm. because and then you don't need to earn as much money and then you you receive time as as the payoff to be doing the things that you really want to do and and i really feel that that's what you and amy did you you really looked at your life you pared down on on certain things you cut out that excess money wise and then you had this vision as you say of okay this is what we want to do this is the life that we want to live is what i'm about to do right now heading us in that direction and i i just think it's beautiful and you, you've yeah i as i said when i when i read it i was just so so happy for you because i i, f- I feel like you got the the key essence of of life in a sense of to be doing it the way that you want to do it not doing it the way that you can afford to do it
1: oh well, well thank you and, and I appreciate that it, it is a journey honestly it, it's a uh, it's an everyday practice of, of we're building up our business and we're building up the things we're doing and also just trying to maintain our uh, balance of, of how we live and allow ourselves to do it mm. as, as soon as it becomes Worse than, than working jobs, or if we feel like it's more stressful and we're actually losing vision of, of what we wanted in this, we'll, we'll go back and get jobs. Yeah. But so far, that's, that hasn't been the case.
0: And that's, that, you know, I've spoken about this, this previously is that the decisions that we make today, they're not forever. You know, right. we, can, we can always change our mind, or if something doesn't work, we can go back to the way that we were or, or make a new decision and do something different
1: mm-hmm exactly and it's all just these little steps right it's nothing I mean publicly it looks like all these things happen in a day it looks like they happen with a blog post where you know someone writes oh, I, I quit my job and and people immediately think from that you know oh this just they just quit and they're gonna take a leap but it's like no there were you know a year and a half two years of small, tiny steps that, that built up, that grew exponentially in their impact in order to create that opportunity. So yeah, so, so I would just say if, if that is a vision that, that any listener wants to, to take, just kind of set that, that vision, set that intention and just start taking the small steps to do it. Because the amazing thing is when we let go of the things that are kind of holding us down, you know what you're losing, right? You know what you're losing. When we got rid of my car and only had one car, we knew that we would be losing some of that flexibility of being able to both go around. And the scary part is you you just, you can't see what you will gain. There's no tangible thing. Like I said, with the the potential energy versus the kinetic, the kinetic is infinite. It's just amazing who you can meet the you might be sitting next to someone on a bus or wave to someone on a bike that you wouldn't have been in the car talking to and that can change your life forever Mm -hmm. and so we need to learn always every day we need to to know and learn that that it is scary to lose something because we it's tangible and we know what we're losing but the opportunity is infinite and we just have to kind of have faith in that, which is hard sometimes.
0: And and what do you think was your scariest thing that you thought that you were going to lose or the, or you were most apprehensive about when you, you did take that, that final leap. And even though that, that leap, and I agree with you that, it, that, it, that, that, that leap is a, is a year and a half, two years. It's, it's a journey leap. It's like, mm-hmm. um, it's uh like skydiving in slow motion, but, but no one wants to watch that. Um, what was, yeah? What was your biggest fear when you when you did it?
1: To, to be honest, the biggest fear for me was not being able to get, potentially not being able to get a, a job that was as good as the one that I had. Um, and I have some insecurity around that simply because, I, I mean, I, I. I, I basically am a college dropout, so I, I did three years of college and and you know left because I just didn't feel like I knew what I wanted to do. So I went out and worked in in audio, and and I've worked in in so many different areas because I'm I'm very much you know a generalist or, or a multi potentialite, as Emily Wavnick might call it. And and I had essentially worked my way through my career to where I was the marketing director of a nonprofit and a fairly large one. And and I had had success in that role and I was there for three years. And I felt that small voice in my brain just kept saying, if you leave this, you're walking away from this job that you got because, right, there's that insecurity about am I going to be able to get another job if I need to that is of this caliber that, that is what this got for me. So.
0: Got so, so, yeah. so so your biggest fear wasn't an instant fear. It was, it was one that if your self-employment doesn't work, mm-hmm. can you then get back into the rat race? Right. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I did not see that one coming. Right, <laughs> but that's really, really interesting, and and uh, I completely understand where you're coming from with that. But that's um that's really cool, mate. I've thoroughly enjoyed this this conversation, and I, I must admit, I uh, you know I I have a structure of kind of where I think conversations might might go, and and this one didn't follow anything. So th- <laughs> so thank you for that. But um, I I have two final questions for you, and. The reason why I have two for you, where where usually I only have one final question for my guests. And out of the two questions, one is one that I ask everybody, but I actually came up with this question to close off each episode through something that I I read from you. And Mm -hmm. it's this notion about your ideal day. And you, you did touch on it earlier in our conversation about putting things in place to work towards. And, and that beautiful quote, um, how we live today is how we live our life. Mm-hmm. Do you mind discussing a little bit what you mean by that?
1: Yes, absolutely. It, it's something that's been a driving... It, so it was that Annie Dillard quote, the the how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. and And it really is the sense that life is now the only life that exists is the current moment there is no past there's no future and so the things that we do each day are what we will look back on our lives and and see is that is how we spent them so it was with that quote and really sitting and thinking and writing about that idea that that drove this idea of daily action and and having a vision for our lives, not be this weird 20 year off goal of having a huge house or even a tiny house or, or having 10 cars or, or one car or whatever, but instead having a visualization of a day that we would have as our ideal day. You know, for, for me, just kind of Waking up without an alarm and putting on coffee and sitting at the the kitchen table or in our backyard with my wife and 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 being able to to just have the flexibility to do that and and then spending four hours writing and and, and essentially having this day where it's all the things that are productive and I don't mean a vacation day. A lot of people think I mean a vacation day when I say an ideal day, and and I always say, okay, no, it's. Let's pretend you've just been on an epic, relaxing six-month vacation and you're ready to be a, a, a productive human again, right? Mm-hmm. Not that relaxing isn't productive, but let's just say you're back, you're working on your craft, you're staying healthy, you're doing things that, that matter to you. So that's why I really focus on the day and because that's, I think, all we have And those days become weeks and months and the years of our lives.
0: Yeah, like it's... I really resonated with that, and it's and and that quote. I actually heard Tara Brack say that for the first time, so I always um, I always give it to her. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I a hundred percent agree with it. So th- my last question might then be a little bit redundant with you, but can you please describe your perfect day?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So kind of as I was as I was starting just. Waking up without an alarm after ideally about eight hours of sleep and getting up, just having some coffee with my wife, preparing, kind of sitting down and, and working on whatever it is that, that I need to do. So, so doing a couple hours of writing or just building out the web page and, and doing that stuff. I just really enjoy doing that kind of work and, and on these projects that I really care about. And then you know, sitting outside and having some lunch, and and then reading, reading a book. I love reading nonfiction books. It, it's kind mm. of um, maybe from other people's perspective, a bit sad because I I just love nonfiction, <laughs> so uh, you know I don't really do a lot of the the fiction books. But yeah, so just reading and and then imagining essentially this routine. Um, going for a walk, going down to a cafe, and just chatting with some people, meeting up with some friends in the evening for dinner and 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 then kind of doing it all over again um i 'm sure there are things that that i 'm missing in this kind of initial thought through, but but uh yeah, and then the concept of being able to do that in Madrid or in granada mm. which is probably my favorite place in the entire world. Um, but there are a lot of places I haven't seen yet. So hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll see, but, but yeah, so, and then the ability, my ideal day is having the ability to, to have that day in just about any location that we, we see fit.
0: No, that's beautiful, mate. It really is. And, um, thank you. Thank you for your time today and thank you for your wisdom. And I, and I, I don't say that lightly. I've, I have learned a lot from you and, um, which is, which is great. I feel like I've grown. And, and similar to you, I am a nonfiction reader. I feel if I'm, if I'm going to read, I want to learn. Pretty much if I'm going to breathe, I want to learn is, um, mm-hmm. is how it is. But, mate, if people want to um, get in contact with you or, or reach out to you or follow you, what's the uh, best way for them to do that?
1: The best way to find me is, is just by searching Break the Twitch in google or breakthetwitch.com and all of my contact information and my social media accounts are all there so so they can find just about anything they need right there
0: oh, happy days mate thank you once again anthony i'll make sure that uh, all the links are in the show notes at live com. and for everyone listening thank you so much for your time and until next time have fun and live immediately